some of the people that are in the room actually and um yeah it was just a really special special time together and um it's 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 pretty cool it's actually you know the things that we were grateful for was really connecting well to what we're going to be talking about this morning and and that's this concept of walking a faith life with other people walking together with other people and we we're just talking about it then it's interesting how that can um, conjure up different emotions some some of them could be ones of oh I don't want to do that you know and we just felt last night as we celebrated someone and as we came together to celebrate Leanne and share a birthday um, last night's expression I woke up this morning I said to Leanne I just feel like my heart's full you know and my heart was full because I was just with people I loved and as I connected I hadn't actually read what this morning was about and as I connected to what we're talking about this morning it's like gee that was just a really good example of a group of people that I've had the opportunity to live a faith walk out with um, that I get to do together with them and that I'm better for because of that you know the, there's definitely you know so much that I've received from a, a group of people and it hasn't been in a um in an environment like last night, it's that doesn't feel anything close to a chore or anything like a have to. It's just such a get to, um, which is challenging because it challenges me in some ways too. Also to go, well, why don't I always see it that way? But um, but yeah, it was a real privilege, um, and yeah, I'm excited to 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 sit into that and talk about it a little bit more as a group today. One of the things um, that we've been doing each week as we kick off. Um, as I think most of you know, there's about 15, 16 of us now that are doing this Experiencing God course together here on a Monday night. Um, and that's just been, for me, I'll certainly speak for me, just an absolute on-point blessing. Like I just, I've done the course before and yet it just does not get old. Um, I've just, every week, there's just been something just bang in the pocket of something that I'm navigating and I'm pretty sure if I did the course every week it's that'd be that every week for me because it just intersects so well with life um and so we've just a little segment each uh Sunday we've been grabbing someone who's doing that course and giving them the opportunity just to share for five minutes um what the week's been for them so this week was week three was it or four was it week four or three um yeah, and so I asked Nelson last week, on Monday night, Nelson just shared a little bit of um, his story and a little bit of um, uh, some of the way that he'd experienced God through the course, and I just thought it was really beautiful. And so I quickly threw him under the bus <laughs> and uh, and said he had to share. No, I didn't say he had to share. He, uh, he, he, volunteered. he volunteered. <laughs> Yeah, no, but thanks. So now I might just throw to you for five and just, sure. yeah, tell us. Well, yeah, last week was, the theme of the week was um, a loving relationship with God. And I've always, you know, believed in God and followed him, but I feel like my relationship side of it has always been a bit distant because I have a hard time hearing from him. And so after church on Sunday, I was scheduled, I had organized for about a two hour session of time with dad in the car to go for some driving because I've 
got my driving tests uh, within a month. And so I, I'd organized that. And so he picked me up and I decided that I wanted to go on a pretty drive. And so just like see, you know, nice scenery and all of that. And coming pretty much straight from church, I obviously, I had Jesus on my mind and I was thinking, um, because at the end of every day and experiencing God, it asks you to do almost a little recap of your day. And one of the, the last question, I guess, in that recap is, what does God want you to do about this? And at least two to three times a week, I would get pray, like praying the big things, but also praying the small things, which is where I have quite a bit of trouble because I like to take what he says like once a day and then just kind of figure it out on my own. Um, and so I was thinking about that and I, I'd struggled to put that into practice yet. And so I figured I'd let him decide where my drive took me. And so we were driving down the peninsula and at every intersection, at every roundabout, I'd just say, um, God, left or right. <laughs> and so um, I followed him. I went down some roads, you know, I never knew existed. And it ended up, uh, we popped up at the top of Arthur's seat. And so we stopped at one of the, one of the um, lookouts down the hill. We stopped and it was a beautiful day. Like last Sunday was sunny, it was clear, no wind, and it was just like picturesque. Yeah. And so I was really grateful and I was, you know, starting to get a bit excited. I'm only like maybe 45 minutes, an hour into my drive at this age. So I was excited to see where it would take me. And so I was heading down Arthur's seat, down the hill, and I was assuming that we were going to go left out, continue down the peninsula and continue to see some pretty, pretty views. And what I was hearing from God was, you know, go right, which takes me back here. And I still had an hour, an hour and a half to go. And so I was confused. And so I was almost trying to convince myself that like he was saying left, like, are you sure you want me to go right? Like, but we get down the end, it's decision time. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to give you one final chance just to make sure you're right. <laughs> and he says, go right. And so I follow the road, go right. And I'm a bit confused. Like I'm grateful that I've got to see this like beautiful view, but I'm a bit confused because I'm going home early. Yeah. And as, as I'm going home, uh, I was just driving along the road. And he says, turn left, turn left, turn left. And I'm like, there's no road left. So I pull up and it turns out I've arrived just at Torello Farm, which is a farm that I did a project on in year eight and I've been talking about ever since and I've never gone. And so he's pulled me up in there and um, dad and I get out of the car, we go in and Jesus asked me, he's like, I want you to make a dinner for your dad tonight. Because it was just dad and I that night and so I kind of almost let him guide me around the store getting fruit veg and just all of de this delicious fresh produce and after that so that took 
a while. And so that, you know, took up a bit of my time. But after that, I went home, I made a dinner for my dad and it was, we, we loved it. And it was, it was really amazing to me to see where my day went from that, from just trusting him and trusting him in the little decisions and a lot to do with trusting me hearing his voice as well. And yeah, so that was quite a big step forward for me just yeah listening to him and since then throughout this week I've been um praying through the small things and the big things and yeah it was a very very helpful step and it was just beautiful and getting to spend that time with my dad as well well both really the father and my dad was a really cool connection Mm -hmm. to see as well that's awesome Nelson I think the bit that I loved when you shared it um, and just hearing again is beautiful was, you know, this whole concept of experiencing God as we, we come to know him as we experience more of him and through that relationship and what you're expressing is this, you know, metaphor really of what he invites us to is this everyday picture, not necessarily seeing the whole directions of everything, but just like turn left here and turn right here and, you know, just trust me and I'll take you to something good. And he did. And, um, and then, you know, within that, the beauty of, you know, even the parallel of, I remember you said that, I remember you said that you're, you felt like he was just like a dad, like God was just like a dad in that moment to you. And yet he was, you were with your dad as yeah. well. And it's like this beautiful picture of, you know, a father collectively and that your father benefited from as well. And um, yeah, it's just a beautiful picture and just a, yeah, I really appreciated it. You're an impressive individual, buddy. You really are. It's um, yeah, it's really cool. What a what a great what a great start, Nelson. I just so encouraged by so encouraged by your story. It's uh, it's yeah, it's such a cool thing when um, the reality of a relationship with God is coming to life, and when the the power of the practical of that starts to emerge on, I don't know, it just, uh, I guess it excites me again in my own story. You know, it's like, yeah, that's right. You give me the rights and the lefts. And I don't have to decide that the peninsula is the best, you know, like going down the peninsula is the best I can. And then there is that wrestle in my own ideas. Uh, yeah, I really loved what you shared there. And yeah. Well, uh, yeah, like one said this morning, we're just taking a minute to talk about um, this idea of where we gather strength because we're, we have those around us who share a common mindset. And I think like coming into it, I think, um, you know, sometimes we have these conversations around the vision that a leader has for a church. And it's like, well, we need to stand together so we can build this building or we need to come together so that this purpose can be accomplished. And, you know, I think that's valid. And I think there's a place for that where we will accomplish something better as a community of people because we have a, a common direction, but it's not really what we're here to talk about this morning. This morning is, is more this idea that in the world we live, I'm not sure our faith stands a chance on its own. It's, it's like, I think we're in a season where 
the world we find ourselves in and the state of things, uh, it's not getting easier to be a follower of Jesus. And one of the things that got me thinking about this was, uh, was a book that I read, um, and it was talking about the Amish community of people in the US who are a community of people who have rejected uh, technology, essentially. And so they use horse and buggies, they use manual tools, they don't use power tools, they don't use phones, they, you know, it's, it's a very, very different lifestyle, but it's a Christian sect. So they gather together and they, they don't believe that technology is necessarily evil or that people who access, but they say for us, this is how we're going to prioritize God in our life. And um, anyway, they, they were telling a story about the way that the, the 16 year olds in their, the 16 to 17 year olds in their faith community get sent out into the world to go live it, all of it. And that inside of a two to three year period, they have to make a decision, is this faith that I've been formed in what I'm going to commit to or is the world that I'm discovering what I'm going to live in and they said that 80 percent of these young people return to the community for what they found there and I thought wow that's powerful like they have found something that that is so attractive and so powerful for them that no matter the freedom to taste it all like it's not a have to it's a get to Anyway, and, and, and then this individual was saying, uh, this individual, this, this person who was, who was speaking to the realities of the community said, we would not stand a hope to sustain or ma maintain what we have were it not for a community of like-minded people. It would be too difficult to live in this world, in this way, were it not for a group of like-minded people. And I thought, wow, my difference to the world isn't as extreme as theirs but I think my need for like-minded faith committed people is just as strong it's just as strong I think I think this is a capturing and captivating faith that grows as we exchange it and uh, is uh, something that requires uh, being a part of something bigger than myself and I think <clears throat> yeah this morning is really just an opportunity to stop and pause and talk about those realities together. Where, where does my faith require the inspiration and the, and where have I got something to, of inspiration to offer? What's the exchange of this that causes it to grow or be strong and be stable? Because I think with where things are going, we're going to need something. And you know, I think we could, we'll, we'll talk a bit this morning about what that looks like and what it doesn't look like necessarily. But let's, let's start by kicking into a verse uh, together just in our rooms that that maybe seems on point or maybe seems a little bit left of center um we've I've, I've thrown it to to rooms both in amplified and the message so i'll let you guys read it in room um and just take a few minutes to chew on what what does this what does this verse offer us in perspective and and or opportunity so yeah let's take a minute it's philippians chapter 2 verse 1 to 5 and uh the rooms have it in the message and amplified. So let's take a minute and read that and chew on it together, and then we'll come back. All right. Well, we might we might uh, interrupt your discussions, come back together. Hope you found some meaningful things in that passage. We you know, have had some great conversations in here around sort of what this offers or affords us on this idea of our need for each other and our opportunity to. Um, 
yeah, I guess come together. There's lots of conversation around vulnerability and the spaces and places. I think one of the things that, you know, serves or inhibits this idea is what we picture as we imagine it. And, uh, you know, I think if you, if you stop and take a minute now and just like pull this idea of, uh, uh, I, I really like the way that um, the, the message puts this, um, this, this phrase of agree with each other, love each other, be deep spirited friends. Like if, if you picture a moment in your life where sharing deep spirited friendship has afforded you strength, you know, can, can, you, can you think of a time, can you remember a time where, where deep spirited friendship has afforded you an increase in personal strength? Can we just like take, take 20 seconds here to just go, well, what, what's a face of that for me? Or what's a place of that? Or, or what does that look like? Because I think we kind of need to pull this idea a little bit close and make sure that, that we've got a, a reality of it for ourselves. So, so take a minute and think about, you know, what, what, uh, what a deep spirited friendship has afforded you in strength. Where's a time in your life where that's been a gift to you? I think in, in my own life, I feel enormously blessed with deep spirited friendship. You know, I feel like I have it on lots of layers and in lots of different places, you know, in my week this week, I, I feel like I've been uh, blessed by deep spirited friendships in a bunch of different places. I shared it already here in our room, but uh, I, we, we had an inspection on our house on Thursday and Kai spent Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at my house in the garden with me. And uh, it was nasty jobs. We'd let the weeding get away from us. I hadn't picked up the leaves from the fall. So they were, oh, hello, thank you. So they were all soggy and uh, slimy and, and disgusting. Uh, and this hard job is pouring rain, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it was cold, it was miserable. Finding motivation to get out there and do this job was not easy to come by, but Kai was there. You know, I thought for sure he was calling me after school to say, hey, it's bucketing, there's no chance I'm coming. He was like, I'm just making sure you're coming to pick me up. And, you know, getting, rolling my sleeves up and getting into the garden and being alongside of Kai and enjoying conversation and hearing what's happening in his life and digging into the, the tough job of being there together, it afforded me a strength in, in that moment, in a practical job that I had to do. And it brought joy and life to something that was challenging. And I mean, I know that's a, a really practical example. And of course, I'm glad to have the young guy there bringing strength to the job and helping me get it done. But honestly, the strength of deep-spirited connection with Kai, some of the conversations we had and some of the things we talked about, it was just a joy amidst something difficult, you know, to be in it together and to know I had his support and his enthusiasm. And, you know, I think there's a strength that comes in walking the road together and getting it in, into it. And it doesn't matter what we're doing. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a morning like this morning or it doesn't have to be, it, it can be anything in our life that can become this this strengthening blessing. And some of the things that Kai was sharing left me thinking about things over the course of my week and left me considering choices or paths or how does God work or what does, 
God, you know, or, or praying for Kai and some things. And, you know, that's just a, it's a blessing to, to share in the road and the journey uh, together. And it affords something we don't otherwise have. I think for a minute, I'd like to talk about something that it doesn't look like. And then let's kick it out to Bruce. There's this passage in Romans chapter 14 where Paul's addressing something really contentious in the church at this point in time. So there was all the sacrificial uh, rules around eating clean meat or, or unclean meat. And so when, uh, when Jesus came and sort of went from the law to the spirit, sort of all these rules kind of got sort of thrown out. It's not about this anymore. You know, and uh, he's addressing this in Romans chapter 14, where there's some contention around this. We're those who think that clean meat is what you should be eating and, and it's evil to be eating unclean meat. So there's this mindset within the church. And Paul, he's preaching a message that says everything's permissible. You can eat anything. You can drink anything. Our reality and our righteousness is no longer about what we eat or what we drink or what we do or what we don't do. But in this passage, it's really interesting because he goes on to say, uh, but if you and your freedom are creating a fence for someone else, well, just don't do it because it's not about eating and drinking anymore. And, and he's going on to say that these are not the things that are worth creating division. Over. These are not the things which rob us of unity as believers. Don't let your freedom become an offense to the life of someone else, show grace in the process, and, and not from an arrogant place. We can hear that in this, in this Philippians passage that says, you know, agree with each other, love each other, be deep-spirited friends, serve one another, and look for the ways in which we can take who we are and afford it to one another. Now, I mean, that's all well and good when you think the way that I think, when you love what I love, and when you do the things that I think are important, but what do I do when you're doing the very thing, or you're promoting the very thing, like in this passage, that I don't think is any, any longer important. How can I share deep spirited friendship with those who think differently to me, with those who prioritize different issues or take a different position on things? And I think it's just really good news to hear that standing together and experiencing the strength of a growing faith doesn't require everyone to think the same about everything. There's room. You know, and when, I guess when we come to believe that God is the powerful one who is accomplishing what he's set out, and I can trust that he's going to operate in my life, in Leela's life, in Nelson's life, in the way that he's going to, and we can come together. And when our goal is that we would know Christ and grow in him, you know, really that becomes the fundamental, we're in this together. I want to be a man of faith. Nelson wants to be a man of faith. We share a goal. And now all the things that you think about that or all the things that you've come to in that, they might not be all the same things that I think or I've come to in that, but we share a goal that we would grow in our faith. And when we sit and we talk and we share and the stories of our life come out and you share the story of being in your car, you're blessing my faith. You're ministering strength to my spirit. And I'm taking that and I'm going to sow that into my week. And I'm going to go, thank you that God, you're the God of the left and rights. Now, we might not think all the same on all the, same, on, on all the issues that are out there, but what we share is a desire and a goal that we would grow in our faith and that God would have his place in our lives. And that's enough to be unified in that. And I think, uh, you know, at, the, at Romans 14, 19 says, so then let us, this is at the culmination of this passage around the differences and, and the things in which, you know, Paul's calling 
people together. To put the main thing is the main thing. And so let so then let us pursue with enthusiasm the things which make for peace and for the building up of one another, things which lead to spiritual growth. And it's like when that becomes our commitment and when our deep-spirited friendship becomes about building one another up and seeing the things that lead to spiritual growth at the center of it, we can let some of the other things that we see differently uh, exist together. And it doesn't rob us of our growth path. And I think, I think we need a permission in that to experience deep-spirited friendship with people who think differently to me. And, and our unity isn't around having one idea or one plan or one goal or even one call or purpose. And I think that's a, it's a challenging notion. Uh, but I, I think one that uh, when we can embrace that affords us a much greater opportunity of actually experiencing the strength of coming together. And I think, I think those are challenging thoughts. Really. So I'll, I'll um, finish up this thought with one more verse. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to 25 it says, let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. And let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds, not forsaking our meeting together as some have been given to, as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. I'll read it again in the message. So let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Let us see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worshiping together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the deep, the, the big day approaching. Now, I think this is really the, the call in this season for those who have a faith. It's like, let's find ways to spur one another on. Let's find ways. Let's, let's find ways to take confident hope in the things that God's promising. Let's find ways to articulate the things that he's saying he's doing. Let's take heaven's perspective and get fascinated with it, get captivated by it and start confessing it to one another. And when I see something in the life of someone that has something great to offer to that, let's speak it out. Let's encourage that. Let's see the place where incredible things are happening. And let's allow that to become something that is growing among us, where we celebrate that what that which is, because I think we're going to need it. I think we do need it. I think we need it today. The, the strength of that which uh, wells up when we come together and begin to celebrate the reality of our God, his promises that the life of faith and trust is not a ridiculous life. In fact, it's the, it's, it's the greatest security we can find in the season we find ourselves in today. Uh, so that's some thoughts. Let's, let's jump into our rooms and just take a bit of time to throw this around and talk about where, where in our journey at the moment can we find ways to be spurring one another on? Where have we experienced this? What does it look like? How practically does this exist in our world? And what, what does it look like to, to foster this sense of deep-spirited friendship that allows us strength to let our faith grow and well up together? Yeah, there's some questions on the sheets. The rooms have, uh, have got that. But yeah, let's just take some time to, to, to allow this idea of the strength of coming together and standing together uh, well up for us. Hopefully you've had some... Uh... Great discussions. I feel really encouraged by some of the themes that have come out in this. I think it's one of the amazing things is there's kind of a, 
a thousand things you could talk about on any one given subject. And uh, even this morning is just a, a picture of the topic, you know, receiving from, uh, yeah, the place that different minds will take this idea. I think one thing I, I would want to say in the mix of this is, you know, I think uh, when we feel like this is what we lack, you know, the strength of being deeply in it together. I think, I think it's, I think it's okay to find ourselves in a place where we go, well, I'm not sure I really want that, or I'm not sure I really have that, or I'm not sure that really feels like safe or easy. And it's like, you know, I think you can paint a picture that's 10 steps too far down the track. And I think what this encouragement could be this morning is what does it look like to take one step towards you know, maybe it's that you've been holding back on something good you have to offer to a relationship you're in. Or maybe it's you've got something you, you, you need. You know, maybe there's a, I just need a place to talk or a place to share. Or maybe, maybe it's not even all, all that intense. Maybe it's just, oh, I'm going to text someone this week. And, you know, what does it look like in, in our lives to go? There's something good that happens when I share this journey. And what is a step towards? What is opening my life up? to a faith strength together look like at the place that I find myself. And I think that's the encouragement out of this. Isn't that it has to look like any one picture, but what's it look like to take a step towards a strength that comes together. But we're going to worship for a minute. We've got one more thought to come back to uh, after this, but let's, um, yeah, let's just take a minute and just let this, let this sink in into our hearts and our minds as we just worship for a second. As I was, uh, as I was, as I was thinking about this idea of, um, you know, the strength that I need from what's around me or, or at times the strength that I have to offer an inspiration or encouragement to others, you know, sometimes I can focus on environments that are sort of like out there or I can uh, measure success in this area on a picture like this room. And um, I spent some time thinking about, you know, really where this applies to my absolute closest and most vulnerable relationships. You know, uh, for me, one of those people would be Leela. Um, you know, that could be a, a best friend. It could be a closest family member. It could be the people you share your home with, uh, you know, what, wherever that might be. But I was thinking about it in context of, of marriages, you know, and I think there's something really powerful when we begin to admit in our closest relationships that we both have something to give in seasons and something to require in seasons, but there is this space and space and place where the best measure of this strength of standing together is in some of my most vulnerable and close relationships. And, you know, I can find myself at times uh, drifting from either the responsibility or the contribution in, in that with Leela and I. Uh, and in different seasons, we've had different things to give. I mean, I think it was last, last week, I think so. On Sunday, Leela was like, you really need to go to energy. You just need to get a day away. You know, and it was like, I didn't want to, and I felt too busy, and I felt like, you know, but she was contributing to the strength that I needed by seeing something that I did desperately need that really changed my week to just get away and catch my breath. And Leela didn't miss her opportunity to be a contributor to my strength. 
and she took a responsibility to see what she had to offer and she said you know you need you need to go and you know for me it really challenges me in my relationship with Leela to go am I contributing to your strength you know am I am I partnering with God's purpose in your story am I taking a minute to see the things that he's doing in us and with you and with me and yeah I think this morning you know sort of as we put a pin in this idea I think you know if 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 you're uh, a, a young person you know it's like where am I applying this with my parents what does it look like to see an applicable relationship that's powerful in this being my mom and dad you know, or as a husband or a wife, what does it look like to take this truth and go, we need each other to be faith strong for this path? And what does that look like for us? Where have we got that amazing? And where are there some steps that we need to take to go, actually, I think we could do a bit more. You know, where are we partnering with the picture that God has of who people are and what he's got them? Where are we spurring one another on? Because if I'm being honest, there's nobody in Leela's life that can cut the legs out from underneath her better than I can. And not because that's my heart or because what I want to, but when I'm careless, I become a non-spurring on partner. And I actually can quickly become a, a, a load she has to carry. And, and at times that's just okay, but it's, you know, I think it's, it's about considering, you know, in some of these most powerful relationships we've been given, how are we being a faith strengthening, spurring on, encouraging presence in a journey that not, not just a functional journey of raising our kids or of surviving an economic reality, but in going, we are those who desire the fullness of God to be taken hold of in our life together. You know, I think when we grind these things out in the cold face of home, um, there's probably no more powerful place that we could take and apply this. And yeah, I think... For me, that's probably the biggest challenge in this is, uh, is what does it look like for me to be an encourager and a spurrer? You know, sometimes I, I can lean both ways. I can check out or I can start expecting too much of Leela. You know, neither of those are really partnering with an encouraging spurring uh, reality. But I think when we begin to recognize that this communal faith grows and is fostered when we partner with the fruitful things that are happening and yeah, so I, I just like to take a minute. We're going to go to another worship song, then we're going to kick it out to rooms to close out. I just wanted to take a, a minute to pray for families and for our family this morning. So I'll do that and then we'll go to worship song. So, yeah, Father, I just thank you for the marriages that exist in this family. We thank you that you've given us powerful partners that have a purpose and a gift. I just ask, Father, regardless of the season and regardless of the space and place that we find ourselves today, would you just, would you open our eyes to see what is? Father, would you give us pictures that allow us to spur one another on and be encouragers and faith builders and, and, and enablers of a faith-filled trust walk with you, Father, we ask. You'd give us what we need and you'd help us let go of the things that are hindering that. Father, when things land on the scene that are, are disrupting a, a a fruitful and life-giving picture and we're holding on so far. Would you give us courage to forgive and to let go? And Father, thank you for friendships and for parent relationships. We thank you for extended family and adopted family. And Father, we just pray in the relationships of purpose that you've formed in those closest, nearest and dearest relationships. Father, we just pray that you'd give us such a sense of expectation of what you're going to well up 
as we continue to lean into the places you've given us to grow the faith that you've called us to. We thank you that this isn't uh, an alone journey, one that we have to walk on our own, but that you are releasing to us and through us the good things of your kingdom. Would you well it up across our family this week? Would you show us spaces and places that we have something to give? Would you, would you give us vulnerability and courage to see the places where we need the strength that's around us? And so I just thank you for such a, a faith-filled, trusting group of people who desire something in you. Would you refresh that goal for us that our lives would be yours, that we would find the things of you? And would you give us purpose in contributing to one another in that path? We thank you for the strength that's here, that's present. We just ask you to just continue to grow it, that this flame would just, just roar into a bonfire of warmth. I always commit these truths. I ask you to sow them into our spirit that they bear fruit 